hello and welcome back to the Raising Kids in the Bible podcast. My name is Eleanor and soon I'll be joined by Lisa and our goal is to encourage and equip you as Christian parents to raise your kids in the Bible, knowing and trusting God's good plan for their lives. At the moment we're reading through Ed Drew's book, Raising Confident Kids in a Confusing World. We're up to chapter 7 this week and so if you haven't got a copy of it, It'd be a really, really great resource for you to get your hands on. You can get one from the Good Book Company website. Uh, There's a link down below. Um, You can also get it from other bookstores as well, I'm sure. Uh, We're up to chapter seven this week. And so if you haven't read chapter seven yet, really encourage you to go read it before we talk about it, because it'll make far more sense what we're talking about if you have already read the chapter. So in chapter seven, Ed begins to talk about one of the big topics in our world and in our lives today, uh, our bodies. Are they good or are they bad? Are they right or are they wrong? How does the Bible shape how we think about our bodies? And how can we show our kids the Bible's better story about our bodies when the world is telling them so many different things which don't really line up to what our creator says about them? Ed gives us an exploration through scripture of what God says our bodies are really like. From Genesis 2 and 1 Corinthians 6, we find that our bodies and our personhood are actually one thing. They're not separate. They're not two separate entities. Our bodies are not separate from who we are. They're all one and the same. From Psalm 139, we see that our bodies are amazing and intentionally crafted. They're made on purpose by a wonderful and loving creator. But as intentional and amazing as they are, they're also unspectacular. They're fragile. They break, they get tired, they get sick, they get sad. And so particularly for kids, as they approach puberty, when their bodies are changing and and everything's uh, different from what it once was, Ed encourages parents to talk to their kids about puberty before they get there and while they're in the midst of it. You know, Ed asks, well, who's going to be your child's primary source of information on all things puberty and their bodies? Will it be their parents or will it be their peers or the internet or Instagram or whoever else they find to tell them about what's going on in their bodies? And so on page 119, Ed says this. He says, talk to your children about puberty before they get there and while they're in the midst of it. The physical changes can be daunting. Hormones are surging and that changes how your children are feeling. At every stage, your children need to know that there are people they can talk to, somewhere that they can go to share their concerns and dispel the playground myths. Those people should be their parents. You worship the God who invented puberty. If you trust him, then you can be confident and positive as you mention the issues. And mentioning the issues is a great way to prove that there is no list of awkward issues that are off limits in your home that they'll have to navigate on their own or look to the culture for help with. So we're going to be joined by Lisa now as we chat through what has this looked like for her as she parents her kids and seeks to raise them to know and love Jesus. Hey, Lise. Thanks for joining us. No worries. It's good to be here again. Uh, we're in Chapter 7 of Raising Confident Kids. Yeah. Where did this hit home for you as a Christian? It was great, wasn't it? Mm. It just, um, yeah, just really grounding to go back to 
how precious we are to God, mm. <laughs> how he made us, how our bodies are precious mm. and that it wasn't a mistake. Um, the good bits and the bad bits mm. and everything about who we are, um, he knows. Mm. Um, and, yeah, it really just helped me um, bring that whole Genesis creation view to my body mm. and to being made by God um, and instead of the groaning mm. <laughs> it was really helpful to be thankful and joyful and celebrate yep. God's good creation that he's made mm. um, and that also that point that I think he made later on that Jesus wasn't made more beautiful than us mm. like he has made the same and yeah that's really encouraging that he didn't send a king to again be separate separate from us but to be with us yes in our yeah. um bodies in our broken bodies <laughs> um and then yeah lifting our eyes to look to the future of yeah yeah when we will be given perfect bodies mm. again yeah yeah super helpful yeah yeah i think it was just like a good reminder like I think I don't often thank God for my body no <laughs> as in it's that thing of when you get a cold you go oh I didn't know how good I had it when I did when I could breathe freely like you only really see you only really notice your body when it's not yeah working the way you want it to yeah um yeah. but actually there's so many good like so much good that God yeah. has done yeah. like I was thinking there was a uh, number of years ago there was a time where I just I couldn't walk like for yeah. about two weeks straight I could not walk and yes. for months either side I was in a lot of pain yes I'm like I can walk yeah like that's pretty cool <laughs> yeah I can I walk around now and I can I can go for swims and I can <laughs> I can sit down yes. these were all things that I could not do yeah, so <laughs> for good. a long time yeah um it's like oh actually God's really kind mm. like that to have a body that that yeah. works is a good thing yeah. but also that realization that our bodies are gonna f fail as well mm. and they're gonna break and and they're gonna hurt and yeah. get old and yes. all those things that they're yeah. not these aren't our forever bodies mm. um mm. but they're still good um they're still good gifts from god and yeah. god has made them on purpose yeah um which i think is so different from our culture's view of our oh, bodies yeah, totally like yeah I don't think I realized it so much until I read this chapter. Just going, like our world just goes, your body can be wrong. Yeah, like it's just wrong. Yeah, like and your job is to change it and you to bring it in line. It. And you, yeah, <laughs> it's like no, God didn't get it wrong. Like no. <laughs> he made it. Yeah. Anyway, and so I didn't yes. realize. I don't think I quite saw the the difference between yeah the like the Christian view of our bodies and yeah our, yeah and the world's view of where yeah. we're at with with even in the world of body positivity and yeah. everything like that, like the world, our culture is still saying, no, yeah. body can be wrong yeah. and it's your job to fix it. Mm. Whereas, yeah, Christ saying, you know, mm. Jesus, God saying, I made it and I made it on purpose. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as a parent, where did this hit home yeah. for you and how you parent your kids? Um, yeah, I think that the, the joy, it, it was a, yeah, yeah, I finished reading feeling quite joyful about mm being a parent and having so he had uh, ed had a line in there we have a better positive story to tell about our bodies about sex and about gender mm. and i think that's resonated a lot in parenting going we don't have to shy away like yes they will mm. be getting 
a million different things from the world mm. <laughs> about what to think about their bodies. Um, but we have a better and positive story mm. and that's really joyful. Um, and then I think the other really great point he made was that we're the front line as parents on, mm. on this topic and the ones that he'll follow in the next couple of chapters um, that um, that we're, we're the experts for our kids on mm. this. Um, and I don't like the idea of being an expert on anything <laughs> but I got what he was saying like yeah. I understand that mm. this is why we like we are because we have the better positive story to present um we know our children we know their personality mm. we know what they can cope with and what, what their maturity level is um and therefore we have opportunities to keep teaching them about God's way mm. how he made them and that's wonderful mm. um and that he's equipping them with everything they need to be adults, mm. um, which is a scary thought when you think about puberty, but yeah. <laughs> but it's going to happen and it's good. Yeah. Um, and then also just the really helpful, um, which is I think come from Patricia Wirakun, mm. the um, what to do when they've seen something about their bodies that isn't quite right. Mm. Um and or somebody else's body um, yeah. so warning them away from those things mm. um being gentle with them um being gentle when they're um innocently using the words or mm. phrases or sounds or whatever it is that they have no idea about. yeah <laughs> and that that's where our expertise comes in and goes okay mm. this is this is our chance to present but also before they are exposed to that we can we can still tell the story mm. and tell them what they need to know for their age and then yeah but we can't anticipate everything they're going to hear mm. so I think yeah just yeah. um and then that he Ed talked about not remaining silent keeping on talking keeping on listening to what they're saying mm. um yeah and that was really helpful as parents to just give the confidence yeah. <laughs> to <laughs> To raise our kids knowing, being informed about God's way, yeah. not, um, yeah, not being frightened about mm. the the way that we want to, them to understand who they are, yeah, and teaching them that they've been made in a beautiful image of God mm. and that He knows their bodies. So, yeah, mm. that was really good. Mm. Patricia Workerin has the. Like some good books, yes. Birds and bees by the book, yes. For little, like younger yeah. kids, yeah. Which like go through each of those, yeah. Like different topics about bodies and yes. sex and marriage and yeah. pornography and all those things yes. in just an age, yeah. age and stage kind of yeah. appropriate way, yeah. That's a good one. And then for parents, mm. um, growing up by the book mm. and the other one, teens. There's sex teen sex by, the, by book. the book. Yeah, and then there's another one that she's just released. I can't yeah. remember the name of it. Yeah, so there's some about, good ones for adults. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, is there an example from this week where you've seen this playing out, um, or from any week, not just this week? <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. Uh, this week, yes, and <laughs> other weeks, it's the same thing. So. Mm. Um, yeah, look, I've really struggled. I think in the last little while, particularly. Um, because 
the way that Ed presents these conversations is so positive, yeah. so great. Like we have this better way and mm. and I really like I believe that because I know the Bible. I know God's way mm. is good and right and um, the best way to live and um, creation is really good. Oh, but it just doesn't happen that way. <laughs> it just, Like the conversations don't like because, yeah, sometimes um, sometimes they do. So sometimes mm. you do get a great little insight into being able to say this mm. is what it's about and mm. it's a moment that where the tone of the conversation is um, good mm. and, and appropriate, mm. I think. <laughs> Most of the time it's just... Um, <laughs> I just feel like it's this joke and I'm like, but it's God's way. How can you joke about this? Because I think some of the things they hear in the school playground or wherever it is, Mm. um, is a joke. Yeah. (laughs) They're being silly. They're being little, like quite immature around their bodies and stuff. Um, yeah. And so I've, I've really struggled, um, cause I see it as, oh, it's it's a really good opportunity to use the correct anatomical terms mm. to explain God's good creation. They've heard they have heard it before. Mm. Like we're not this is not new to them. But um they don't want to hear it because they, they just want to have fun. Yeah. They just want <laughs> to do the then, silly thing then, or yeah. like yeah. And then I feel like they're making fun of what God has made so precious. Mm. And then when it's repetitive, repetitive kind of stuff i'm just like it's not even funny anymore (laughs) you've made your joke yeah Yeah. (laughs) we can stop with those words now and um anyway Mm. so i think i'm just admitting that it's it doesn't go perfectly and i think i wanted it Mm. to i wanted it to be um not necessarily like serious but Mm. just the whole like um yeah, just the appropriate tone, I guess, to talking about something so precious mm. that we know God has made precious and I don't want that um, to be taken away. Anyway, so that's been going on in our family as our, particularly our boys become quite, um, I'm going to use the word obsessed, but they're probably not obsessed <laughs> with their bodies yeah. and just what they do and how yeah. they do it. So, yeah, um, and they're learning things at school that sometimes I don't know mm. and so it takes a while for me to, to tune in and to go, okay, I might need to find out about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, mm. And then explain it. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so that is on me to keep tuning in to them mm. and find out and what uh, then present what is different in the Bible. Um, and, yeah, and then just always check my own emotions, not to be frustrated and, um about yeah because it it is it is tricky for them to understand Mm. their own bodies and so yeah to be patient with them um and then I think there's a we've been quite deliberate and um about using the right anatomical terms so that they understand which parts match with which um Mm. on their on their bodies and yeah, in doing that as from young age, just celebrating that um, their bodies are made good. Mm. Yeah, so they can run. Like you were saying, they can mm. run and jump. And yeah, the boys have 
done great things in sport. Mm. And I think that's a good thing. Like we can celebrate that. You can be strong. And Mm. then how are you going to use that strength for good rather than um, for making fun of others or hurting others or, Mm. yeah, um, how are you going to use your body to protect? And, yeah. Um, I still remember when your kids were little, you saying to your boys, you, your body is for protecting others. Yeah. <laughs> that's really sweet. That's so lovely. You don't use your body to hit, you use it to protect. I'm like, oh, that's such a lovely phrase and like a lovely way to like put it. Yeah. I'm sure it looked very, as in, that's yeah, in I the chaos of life. That. But I remember thinking, oh, that's so lovely. <laughs> what a great way to say that. Um, I think we've forgotten some of that over the years too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, yes. And then I think the other. Um, thing that came up um for our little girl was that um she was talking about how she couldn't wait for her one of her front teeth to fall out because Mm. it has a chip on it and that um she's like everybody says you know my tooth has a chip and I just want to get rid of it so I don't have to and Mm. and she smiles with a closed mouth in a photo now because she she's yeah, so yeah. conscious of her tooth, and um, so we were going to, we had a great conversation about um, how God gave her the tooth when she was mm. little. And it was one of her baby teeth, mm. um, and that it got broken. Mm. Like yeah, I, we don't even know how actually, yeah. but yeah, somehow <laughs> she got the chip, um, and that's what happens to our bodies sometimes. They mm. break because they're not perfect, even though God Mm. made them and they can do all these cool things, they're not perfect. And so, yeah, just being able to, um, yeah, I guess help her through those feelings because Mm. with her tooth it will fall out because it's a baby tooth and she'll get a new one. (laughs) But sometimes our bodies won't be able to be fixed and that in that God has still made them good and mm. we can look forward to a new body in heaven. Um, mm. So they've been good conversations, I think, to have with her over the last little while as mm. she's wobbled that tooth and hasn't fallen out yet. <laughs> <laughs> and, again, just taking that little mm. opportunity yeah. to talk about the goodness of God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice one. Oh, thank you so much, Lisa. Such a... I guess such a constant conversation, I think, for parents, but also a really tricky one. Yeah, like, it const- is. Like, it's <laughs> constant and hard. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you for your oh, okay. um, wisdom. Well, I hope you found that discussion helpful as you think about how you can continue to uh, chat to your kids about what's going on in their bodies and about what the, our culture is saying about that and all those different things that will come up as you raise your kids to know and love Jesus. Uh, these conversations don't always go the way we plan and they're not always easy. And so I'm going to leave you with an encouragement that Ed encourages us with at the end of uh, this chapter on page 126. He says this, let's remember that we have the spirit of wisdom to help us with these conversations. We are not sufficient, but God is. God can use our mistakes and our failings. He can help us make up for lost time if that's needed. But wherever your kids are and however things have gone up to this point, remember that learning to navigate these things is one of the many reasons why God puts our children in our homes for so long. Wildebeest jump up seconds after being born and run with the herd. That is not the story with our children. We have time. We have years. There is no rush. 
Just keep talking, keep asking questions and keep listening carefully. Well, I hope this uh, episode has been helpful to you as you think about how to raise your kids to know and love Jesus. Uh, Lisa and I will see you again next week. Bye.